You're listening to Behind the Scene at NTSB. My name is Leah Walton. And I'm Stephanie Shaw. Thank you for joining us as we talk with the people and learn more about the work being done here at NTSB. Welcome to episode 50 of Behind the Scene at NTSB. (laughs) (laughs) A celebration here on Behind the Scene today. Today we are excited to welcome back um, to the podcast our original Behind the Scene at NTSB podcast host, Eric Strickland, Mm -hmm. and also happy to welcome back to the podcast Nicholas Worrell, the chief of NTSB's Safety Advocacy Division. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. So fun happy to be to behind have the back. Fun to be behind the microphone again. Yeah, we're just gonna There's take more some... microphones now. I know. I know we've got four microphones. Yeah. I mean, and we'll get into this. We'll get into this down the line in terms of how we've expanded since you first started with like James and maybe one microphone and a yes. mixer or yeah. something. But uh, today we're gonna just talk about have a little reflection time on the behind the scenes at NTSB podcast, which started in September. 2017. Mm -hmm. And now here we are in 2022. And we're at our 50th episode, which is just huge. I personally, when we took over the podcast from Eric, I was I was not looking towards a big, huge milestone (laughs) such as 50 episodes. You didn't take over. (laughs) The podcast was everyone's. It wasn't just Eric's podcast. That's true. When we took over the hosting. We had to come up with something more interesting, like yeah. behind the scene. <laughs> but as you know, again, as we always do in all of our episodes, we give our uh, guests an opportunity to introduce themselves. We've had Eric on before, um, but it's been a while since you yes. introduced yourself um, kind of on the other side of the microphone from a non-host perspective. And um, you've changed roles again since then. And we've also had Nicholas on a few times. But uh, before we get into it, why don't we just have you all share just a very brief background of yourselves, and I'll start over with Nicholas. Well, I thought we would start with Eric, no. seniority. <laughs> no, switching it up. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you all for having me. Again, I'm Nicholas Worrell, the Chief of the Office of Safety Advocacy, and I have a very long tenure here at NTSB, 27 going on 28 years now I've been here, um, been the Chief of the Office of Safety Advocacy for going on six years now, and um I love the agency and I love the work that we do. And I'm excited about, you know, the podcast audience and being able to communicate to the staff, Leah and Stephanie, the great work that they're doing and and the wonderful work that Eric did and and spearheading and and kicking this effort off the ground. One of the things that staff, we always have ideas, Mm -hmm. but it needs someone to flesh out that idea when you come to the table with it. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. (laughs) So, Eric, you uh, joined us. When was it? It was a couple of years ago when I, you had. When I transitioned over to uh, then board member Hamadi, we did a yes. podcast oh, then. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that was that was a while ago, um, but yeah. But I started mm-hmm. in SRC in on Halloween of 2016 because it's always <laughs> a fun day to start when everyone has candy in their office. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was that was a good day to start. So I, that sticks in your mind. Right. And uh, around here, people dress up too. It's it's a it is a big deal at NTSB for mm-hmm. for our listeners yeah. that don't know. Everybody does have a have a good time celebrating that holiday. I guess year. looking back on it, I did dress up. I had a suit on that day <laughs> in a, in a post pandemic world. Suits definitely are are. Right. <laughs> not as not as prevalent as they used to be. True. And there's still plenty of candy, so it all works out. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and so since since you were uh, then board member Hamandi's yep. special assistant, 
now, where has your journey taken you since then? So, um, so I was with member Hamandy from, um, so I detailed to her. So right. uh, Nick and I can get into this. Like, <laughs> so I started with, with SRC doing some things and helped, uh, member Hamandy through her process and detailed to her office. And then, um, uh, was asked if I would be willing to join. And so then I joined as her special assistant and did that for a number of years. And then in August of, uh, 2021, um, she became chair. So when chair Hamandy, uh, mm-hmm. took over, I transitioned from the role of, of a special assistant to that of the executive officer of the NTSB. Mm-hmm. And so kind of more of a management perspective and, sure. and looking over things. So still a little bit of policy stuff, but uh, I'm lucky enough to have some really uh, great colleagues that have come on in this year um, to help out with some of that, to allow me to focus a little bit more on that. So that's, so I took over as the executive officer. Um, uh, you know, well, I mean, the process is, is uh, tedious, but so it started in August and finished <laughs> itself like September-ish or so, I want to say is when it was completed. Mm-hmm. And what do your responsibilities look like? Uh, every day is different and entertaining in its own special way. And so, uh, yeah, just working, uh, to help the chair with some of her projects and, and, uh, you know, some of the vision that she has working with staff in the agency, with leadership in the agency to ensure, uh, certain projects get through, uh, kind of troubleshooting what's going on and, and how I can help out, um, uh, kind of also ensuring that things in the office of the chair are, everything's getting taken care of. We have all what we sure. need. Um, I described it to someone as kind of a management MacGyver. Mm. And so, <laughs> which you know, we know is MacGyver is a favorite role for you to play. MacGyver is, is, a, <laughs> is a role model of mine. And so now I'm taking him into the management six Sigma world <laughs> and all of the wonkiness that comes with that. Um, but yeah, so just trying to, uh, it's, it's fun in a, in a different way. Like I'm a policy wonk and I started out as a policy wonk, but now it's getting to figure out where, where some of the, um, some of the parts that could use a little extra push or someone needs something. So figuring out getting them what they need in order to complete a project or to help, you know, carry out some of the vision of the chair and, mm-hmm. and then just being there to, to help uh, work with her as she, um, sets up some of these long-term projects for, for the agency sure. and sets up some of the direction and, and helping, um, just sometimes just to be that extra ear to kind of talk over an idea and to work through some of the process of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you're, you are a little bit different than like the senior executive staff at the agency, right? For, yep. for people that are familiar with that, how, how is your role different than, than the positions, um, yeah. the SES positions here? So there's the senior executive service, which is the SES, which is the the top level that you can be within um, career federal service. And so there's, it's a process. There's, there's uh, uh, ECQs. Uh, well, I don't remember what it actually stands for at this moment, but there's qualifications that you have to have. Mm-hmm. And a board says, yes, you've got all these. You can be an SES. And and within the federal government, SESs can be picked up from one federal agency and and transferred to another sure. with with because uh-huh. they're, they're management and it just kind of bounce around. Uh, I have the unique unicorn <laughs> non-career SES, <laughs> which is... Uh, tied to a presidential appointee mm-hmm. um, is able to bring someone on in a, in a, in a position where you don't have to, you brought on to fill this role. And then when the sure. appointee leaves your, your position right. is done. So, um, so it's a leadership management role, um, but it's, it's a different than a normal SES position because sure. you don't have to go through the boards for approval, mm-hmm. but you gain those experience and you have that level of, of responsibilities within the agency. Sure. I just got to ask, 
because we've known each other for many, many years. When we first met along the streets of DC, when we were both working for MAD mm -hmm. and we're in our, in our young 20s, did you ever envision at that time in your life that one day you would be an executive officer for a federal agency? You could have asked me that this time last year and I wouldn't <laughs> have been able to answer that question probably. Um, no. And I was just talking about this with someone else. It was 20 years ago in June that I, I hopped in a U-Haul. Actually, mm -hmm. I was talking with my mom about it because mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm six foot four and my mom is five foot five-ish, five foot six-ish, oh, no. somewhere in there. And we had to drive in a U-Haul from Montana, drop off some of my grandparents' stuff with an uncle in, De in Dallas and then drive to DC. <laughs> and this is a U-Haul that is a single bench seat. And so my mom had to have two pillows behind her because she <laughs> couldn't sit and reach the pedals to drive because I couldn't sit in the I couldn't sit in the U-Haul with the bench far enough forward so she could drive. Mm -hmm. She oh, couldn't God. sit and drive with it far <laughs> enough for me back to fit in. So I fit. So we were reminiscing that that was 20 years ago this month. And so wow. coming to D.C. to work for Matt and would never have expected the the trajectory that things have taken since then. And which you know, led me, led me here, uh, ultimately to the NTSB and which also led to, to go full circle to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And some of the mm -hmm. ideas that came from that was some of the careers that I career offshoots, not offshoots, uh, just the different things that I did throughout these 20 right. years. Yeah. But, you know, I had for my master's program, um, I went and got a master's in emergency and disaster management. And so one of the things I looked at, there were two things I was working on for my thesis project. One would have been really awesome and probably could have turned into a PhD later. But I also just had a uh, young toddler and a newborn and mm -hmm. I was working and going to grad school. So <laughs> this wasn't going to be where I was looking. Um, so then I looked in a different direction and towards engagement with the community in ways to create a, a tie to a community in a non-disaster environment. So mm -hmm. how do we engage with, with those that we're responsible for protecting or, or helping out as they go through things? And and I looked in the podcast and the, the outreach that they had. And I mean, this was, you know, this wasn't early podcast time, but podcasts mm -hmm. still weren't as, I think, mm -hmm. as, as explosive as they are now. And mm -hmm. everyone's sure. got a podcast now and yeah. right. you can see why they're, 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 you have the option to have low production value, but right. there's some really great third party software that turns a low production value into a right. high production value. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I did that as my, my senior thesis project. And then. Uh, turned it in and kept, I had to do an example podcast. So I got a bunch of my friends together. We set it all up. I did it. It was a lot of fun. We did that for quite a while till, um, I couldn't, I couldn't keep the schedule up and, and I had a really crappy computer that couldn't keep up with, <laughs> with all of the, cause as James can attest to, these are sometimes very large files yeah. and it would just keep crashing and I would just get mad. So I have guys, if you're listening, I have like six podcasts sitting on my laptop at home <laughs> that I just have not been able to process to get out. But so, you know, I had done it in a little bit in a personal capacity and, mm -hmm. and Nicholas started talking to me about it, like, Hey, I think, think we can, think we can do that at the agency. Yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> you can always do lots of stuff, but can we pull this off? <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how it all started yeah. looking at different ways to engage with our stakeholders going beyond just, you know, social media and, and Twitter, particularly Twitter and Facebook had been right. around for a while and we'd been using that, mm -hmm. but we hadn't thought of a way to, to go forward. So that's, that's, that's what started yeah. the idea of the yeah. podcast. That was like one of my first baby projects when I came right. on board. Yeah. And, and, and it, actually we had the idea sitting in the <laughs> shelf for a long time. And I, I don't think Leah, uh, Stephanie and myself, we, we had 
we had a, like a little sketch layout of it, what we would want to do, but we didn't have the right person. So when Eric said that, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the, he's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was really great to um, get it off the ground. And Eric, you mentioned something about engaging the community. And if you can talk to us a little bit more about, you know, doing engaging things to kind of reach out to the community. We have a broad community here mm -hmm. in TSB in the transportation field because we're a multimodal, multimodal agency. And uh, talk to us a little bit more about that, you know, engaging the community and using this as a platform to engage some of the audiences that yeah. we're trying to reach. I mean, you want to find ways that people will just hear some of the things and some of the messages that you have. You can only do so much on, on Instagram or you can only do right. so much on on. Twitter or Facebook. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are where people go. You can do things on news. We're only on the news on really, really bad days for people. And, mm -hmm. and that is, there's, there's that opportunity to share. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There, we're going to figure out what happened here. We're going to find ways to keep it from happening again. And that's, so that's when we're on the news. And when we do things like that, our other engagements are, are opportunities where we have to, where we travel to conferences and, and our, our staff or the board members will engage with different stakeholders at different events across the country. But there's a, there's a, a niche that could be filled with, we have awesome people here at this agency we really do. and mm -hmm. we have amazing products sometimes that just go under the radar or that go to a very, very uh, uh, niche audience and right. very wonky audience sometimes. And so, uh, you know, we're going to pull together all of our people and find ways for them to share what they're working on. And mm -hmm. that's where this engagement can come from is, um, you know, not everyone at the agency is going to want to get behind a microphone or get behind a camera or in front of a camera, I should say, and, and get behind the microphone and have a conversation. But this is a, this is a safe space. It's, mm -hmm. it's relaxed and they're able to, I mean, they could go as weedy as they want on some of the products or some of the, I mean, these right. investigations take 18, 24 months sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, uh, 12 to 18 is where we're target, but you know, right. this, that's a lot of someone's life that gets put into this. And here's an opportunity for you to say things that may not come through in your report or, mm -hmm. you know, right. uh, for those listening that may not know, we have a docket. So for our major investigations, we've got this docket where all of these different things, the operationals operational right. report, the survival factors, like all these different things that get pulled together mm -hmm. and then put together yeah. for the final report. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes someone spends a year plus working on that, that right. report. That's not really in the actual final report, but a lot of stuff is there and mm -hmm. uh, they do it and something, sometimes they just, that's it. So right. this is an opportunity for them to really engage and to share and to, expand people's knowledge of the agency so that when i think of engagement that way that's kind of what i'm thinking about is just how do we open up some of these things that we do mm -hmm. to uh to other groups someone that may not normally invite us to speak at their association yeah. meeting or right. or whatever they have going on they may hear something here and be like oh hey you, that sounds like something our yeah. our groups would be interested in and mm -hmm. they can they can reach out yeah. It's also, oh, I was just going to say, it's what I really love personally about the podcast is that, you know, this, the work that we do and the reports that we produce and the investigations are so technical, like you said, so much content, so heavy. Mm -hmm. um, and I am not a technical person. I'm not an engineer. I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to act or yeah. be like one. And so to have an actual, like, you know, casual conversation, it's it makes what we do 
and what we learn so much more accessible yep. to anyone and understandable. And it's just an opportunity, like when we've talked to people who are going to interview um, on the podcast and they're like, oh, so it's kind of like just saying what we did at the board meeting. No, we don't want <laughs> you to talk like you do at the board meeting because that's a very specific you yep. know, type of language and type of um, presentation, presentation and, and atmosphere. We want to have a conversation like, you know, if you if we're going out to dinner and I say, so what have you been doing at work? You know, talk to me as though I'm going to really understand this. Yeah, <laughs> just listening to the conversation. You all were safe, are safety advocates, and one of the things that we do for you, the, the audience that are listening to us, is develop advocacy strategies mm-hmm. to really reach you. And um, we always say that advocacy or advocacy strategy or strategy is not a one-size-fit-all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to reach you, the audience that we're trying to reach, we have to develop and diversify our strategies in a way that can really connect and the word the keyword there is really connect with you the audience because as Eric said sometimes there might be somebody that just sit down sit at home just listen to podcasts all day long we mm-hmm. can't assume that you are going to hear us on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter or, or watch a, Facebook you right? know watch a full board meeting or, watch or read a, a board report meeting. Mm-hmm. so this this whole one of the things that and just going behind the scenes of the advocacy work the fantastic work that Leah and 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 Stephanie and Stephanie does uh, as well as Eric, when he was here, we sit down and we think, talk, discuss, and strategize and how to get to you, the audience. And one of those ways is really finding ways that we can engage and activate you, the audience. So uh, this is this podcast for, for us is really important because it's another way, I think, you know, for us to really reach the audience and hopefully within everything that's said by whether it's an investigator, a mm-hmm. board member, Eric, or somebody the team here that's leading the efforts, what is one of them? We hope that there's a message that always gets across to you, you know, the external audience that we're trying to reach. Yeah. I would say, you know, looking at the discussions that we've had and the people we've interviewed, I mean, Eric, you said it at the beginning, the people here are are just amazing and fascinating mm-hmm. and the expertise of the people that work at this agency um, and and being able to to interview our own colleagues that we you know, normally wouldn't have an opportunity to just mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. knock on the door of their office and say, hey, tell us about yourself, you know, getting to to really know the the people here and mm-hmm. and the passion um, behind the work that they're doing. It's 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 really been incredible, you know, to, to talk to people. I know, Eric, when you first started, you know, we've the podcast has evolved a little bit. We started really just focusing on just talking with the people. And then we've been able to focus, you know, as years went on with the podcast, um, specific investigations or mm-hmm. reports that were being done. Um, but but what led you to really start with really focusing on the people of the agency? I mean, so to take a step back, like I left at like episode 15 or 16. And so you guys really <laughs> have taken this a long way. And that's really awesome. Um, you know, I, I look back and, and when you say that, it's like, you know, it's been... I've been gone for more than I was here for. So I don't know. I mean, so I was just here in the beginning, but yeah. uh, You know, we started out with, what are we going to talk about? Like, I remember like podcasts. Yeah, that's great. I think this is a good way to engage, but how do we, how do we knock down that door and kind of, Mm -hmm. kind of get started in that direction? I remember having conversations with James and being like, so have you podcasted before? No. (laughs) Okay. So how are we going to make this work? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're in charge. And so, you know, 
he hands me the B and H catalog and we, that's the photo <laughs> photograph place. Right. And you're so like looking through, I was like, so we need microphones, right? Yep. Are these good ones? Don't know. All right, let's go through this list and let's figure this out. Um, but then it was like, so we got the technical part done, but it's like, so what do we do next? How do we, and it was people, it, it was the mm -hmm. people on the agency and that would help us go some of those next routes. And, and, you know, I was just at a, uh, an accident launch and one of the investigators that was there came up and I, I see him once a year or so because uh, he works remote and he kind of came up and was chatting with me and he was just like, oh yeah, people still listen to that podcast that I did with you. <laughs> and I was like, really? He's like, yeah. yeah. And he was one of the, one of the first 10 or so that was wow, in there. Wow, and, uh, that's great. Like, yeah, people, people still listen and I still send it around. And like, he's like, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a really awesome. good time with that. And I think that is also what we were doing. So we wanted to introduce mm -hmm all of our coworkers to the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we also wanted our coworkers to find something that was unique to them. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. just the report. It wasn't just whatever. It was something that, that they could be like, Hey, that was me. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. I can share that with people. Hey, you, you want me to come speak? This is, this is some of the stuff I do. So mm -hmm. to my colleagues at the agency listening, if you want to read, if you've already done this once before and want to redo it, cause you've done some new stuff, Reach out to safety. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, we yeah. would we love to have them. <laughs> do a revisit podcast. Um, but this, so that was that was the start. And so I was going to see where can we go from there. And mm -hmm. we were just starting to, because again, it was a new, a new product and a new something for everyone to do. So working with working with some known quantities, so some people that knew kind of what we're doing and that we've done some advocacy events. So started it and then we had examples to share with people and kind of working our way through there. Mm -hmm. Um and as more people found out about it, it became easier to ask. Like right. those those no door knocks in the office, like, hi, <laughs> hi. You don't necessarily know me, but my voice may be familiar to you. Because do you listen to Behind the Scene at NTSB? What's that? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's 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 take a step back. But like introducing the product to people and mm -hmm. having something there and the word of mouth that kind of got around. And so more people became interested. The hope was then we step it up to let's let's go a little more in depth on accident investigations. So okay. uh, normally right after, like record it before the board, well, record it before the board meeting, have the board meeting happen. And then it takes a couple of weeks to get all the products together. Cause there's, you know, you have right. changes, you have to get all ready for the website. So in that time, like get the podcast together and have everything kind of drop at the same time or have the podcast drop just before the product to, you know, continue having that conversation because, um, you know, as, as my boss is very, um, familiar with for saying this and, and and it's rightly so things don't end when the report's done mm -hmm. like there's a right. whole nother there's a whole nother thing to do and so if we can continue that conversation keep people engaged because again going back to what i said earlier we don't you don't see us in a in a cornfield in missouri or in uh you know in the docks of new york city like you don't see us normally for good days mm -hmm. and we're there to try to really figure out how to stop this from happening again and so if we can take that, you know, that energy that we have to move forward and make things safer and expand it. The podcast was one of those things because we could get something together faster mm -hmm. and then, you know, keep having that conversation and, and having opportunities to kind of either refer people back to a podcast or, or grow the conversation right. that way. So mm -hmm. that to answer the long winded answer, because, you know, <laughs> I would have a job on NPR if, if I wasn't here because you're just going to fill the air. Um, that's the answer. Like, started with the people and then find ways to grow it. Um, you know, it was always going to be kind of an internal podcast. Like, mm -hmm. not internal yeah. to just share, but we have so many stories and so many people here at the agency. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, 
we don't need to work, you know, too hard to find someone to, to have a conversation. And yeah. I think that's been the success of the podcast too. I mean, like you said, so many people use podcasting as a means for communication now, but what is that niche area? What is it that we bring to, you know, podcasting that, that is unique that somebody couldn't find anywhere else? And it is the conversations with our people, yeah. those mm-hmm. that really behind the scene look where you're, it's not the few minutes that an investigator gives their presentation in a board meeting. Um, but yeah. it's really being able to, to dive into, you know, what brought them here. Why yeah. are they so passionate about the work that they do? Um, and yeah. we're, we're unique within the world of transportation safety organizations as well. Right. And, you know, I just was lucky enough to have an opportunity to go meet with the international NTSBs, for lack of a better term, and, right. and to see what they do. And, and, you know, they do investigations all over. I mean, not just transportation for some of these countries. It's It's looking at cultural issues and all these different things. And I think I'm, I'm happy that we're in transportation because it keeps us focused, but I think that helps us create some really amazing staff and coworkers who can really go deep in a subject and, and have a really, uh, um, you know, fruitful and important conversation. One thing that you mentioned, um, or maybe it was Stephanie, I'm sorry, I can't recall, but just, you know, it's easy to find people to, to interview with a story. Yes and no. At the beginning, <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, we, you know, if we wanted to interview an investigator like Joey, um, who we had to make sure that he was going to be in the office. And for our remote workers, we did not always have that opportunity. So we either had to schedule for a week that they would be in the office, mm-hmm. you know, either around a board meeting, which is chaotic for them because they have so much going on to plan and prepare for the board meeting and then to tag on an interview that <laughs> they've never done before. Um, but I guess thanks to the um, the pandemic and going fully virtual, we had to be creative and learn how to podcast remotely, um, which we put together quite easily. Well, easier than I think we anticipated. I'm looking over at James, James and at he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were very hopeful that we could do it. But again, it was kind of back to square one of like, how are we going to do this? Yeah, and right. we had to figure it out. But once we had it figured out, it opened up our... Uh, network of who we could interview because yeah. suddenly we could yeah. interview someone who was in Texas, who was in California, and it sounded just like what we're having a conversation here in the same room. So yeah. I think you know we've we've grown and expanded in that respect, and also just as a plug for our remote workers who um, or remote staff that might be listening to this, we might be calling you soon for an interview, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can we call us have. first. We welcome that yeah. too. Yes, yeah. But I would add, Eric, even though you. And essentially said you might have been flying blind, you and James, with this one early on. <laughs> you had some goals because I'm looking at a document here that outlined. <laughs> As Zig Ziglar said, if you have nothing, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. But you did have goals. And I'm going to just read off one or two of them. Uh, the four goals that you had when you started this, one of them was to provide a unique look at NTSB most wanted list, NTSB's history, NTSB's activity, and other safety campaigns out there. The second one was to provide exposure to NTSB <laughs> leadership and staff who are dedicated to improving transportation safety. And the last one was support efforts to position the agency as a safety leader in transportation safety. Those are some very strong goals. And you well, had done. There, well, well done. Well done, Eric. <laughs> well, thank you very much. This, this document is from that in my 2017. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. I would say you, you definitely <laughs> delivered, and thankfully yeah. we have been able to, to carry that on, but... Yeah, I think no that's doubts. still that's still our goal. Our yeah. goal, our goals. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think I 
you know, getting to your point, Leah, I think people are more comfortable now having these, some of these conversations because we all got used to mm-hmm. our little Zoom box or Teams right. box. Whatever yeah. And so yep. you're used to talking into things now. And th- I mean, that was the biggest hurdle was the it's imposing to look at this microphone. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You haven't done it before. You're like, what, so a, close what am to I going to say? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and it's so how, how is this going to work? And, and yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, the, just thinking back up on it, it, a previous job, I went and did a, what got all this started for me. I went to a, an interview and it wasn't live. It was a, like a radio interview, but I was like the, the B storyline. And so like they had the real interview and they're like, okay, you come in. We're, this will be part of the podcast later. Like we put this up later and put it, things that go with them. Like, Oh, didn't, I had no idea you did that. Well done. And so that mm-hmm. got me thinking like, what can we do? And like, that's how they engaged. That's how they expanded on the conversation that they had on live radio was right. finding things that they wouldn't have had time for to yeah, do sure. later. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. I, I personally think James and, and the ladies have done a fantastic job with carrying on the, the, the great work that you started, you know, the 15 that you say, but it, we, yeah. we wouldn't be here if you didn't start the 15, <laughs> you know, they were able to grow, grow from the 15 and, you know, let the audience know this is one of many tactics that we use. It's just a, another, you know, as we develop our strategy, advocacy strategy is only one of the tactics that we just use to get to get to those various audience and continue to grow it. So, you know, I'm excited yeah. about the next 50. Yeah. <laughs> so when we get to 100, what are we going to do? Wow. <laughs> I would say when we were reflecting on 50, it seems, it seems like it, you know, you saying you were here for the first 15 and, you know, here we are this many later, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like you mm-hmm. have been away for that long. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, when yeah. we were looking back at, you know, saying when, when was the, when did we release the first episode? Mm-hmm. 2017 was not what I thought. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it had, we had really been doing this for yeah. that long because yeah. it's just kind of flown by. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, it, it, it's, that's a testament to the type of content and the type of people. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it really, it, I mean, they're, they're fun. You get to talk with everyone and, and getting to listen to, you know, to my colleagues and to some of their stories and those kind of things. I mean, so, you know, yeah. uh, the hard part was how do I post this? How do I make sure that this works correctly? Mm-hmm. And how do we <laughs> do what to what, where, and, and every time some software updated, then they wouldn't go. And so I mean, that was <laughs> that's half the battle is getting them to like upload correctly. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, and it's also, uni- I mean, at the time when we were looking at it, it was mm-hmm. unique for federal agencies. Yeah. So that was, yeah, it was, you know, so I started in, in October of 16 and started really working on it, like November, December of 16. So it took a while to, to, you know, not really sell people on it, but show them the potential that there yeah. was the value for to it. The agency and I it. think it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely rooted itself as just, just, you know, we were ahead of it. And, you know, now everyone's mm-hmm. got, it. I think yeah. Noah has one. Yeah. I think, yep. you know, uh, I don't know if DOT has one, but you know, it's a, it's a way to share Cause we have a lot, we, if we have this many great people at our agency and we're considered a smallish agency, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of great stories and great people throughout federal service who, uh, you know, have some amazing things and the things that they do for the American public and the things right. that they do, you know, we're transportation, but we got, we have environmental geeks, we have weather geeks, we right. have all these others in that yeah. work for federal service. And, yep. you know, uh, it's so there's there's stories across the government. So I'm glad that we're able to share ours. And you know, like Nick was saying, I can't wait to see what happens with the next fifty. And 
it's funny, like they're, they're happening faster. Like as mm-hmm. you get into rhythm, you get it figured right. out. And, you know, we had a little bit of a technical COVID break as trying to figure out, got that figured out. And now we're back yeah. to running and, you know, um, I think we're going to hit the next hundred a lot. The next 50 are going to just fly by a hundred a lot sooner than Mm -hmm. you think. And, um, you know, there's a great, you know, Nicholas has, you have great staff within safety advocacy with, you know, not only just Leah and Stephanie, but you've got, um, Amy and you've got Brian. And so you've got a team and, and doing different parts of it, not just the podcast, like it all ties together for the advocacy perspective, but also helping share the message about the recommendations and moving safety forward. And that's the ultimate goal is to just, keep moving safety forward and yep. um, yeah. and that's what we're here for. Yep. And you and, talked and, about the uh you know the weather geeks and the environmental geeks and the is that what you called them? Yeah. And you know I would I will totally uh call myself an advocacy geek. I yeah. don't know if my colleagues <laughs> would but I think <laughs> yeah, that we'll join would. you on that. Uh, and yeah, so I right think there. that you know we just doing the podcast it's something that Stephanie and I have said over and over that the the podcast is one of our favorite parts of our job just cuz we get <laughs> first of all to connect with our colleagues, yeah. learn things um not only about investigations that we we know some about but then we get to know them as people, mm-hmm. you know, and and oftentimes, you know, a tidbit about someone's life, you know, a fun fact will come out about them. And it's like, I didn't know that about you. But, you know, additionally, in terms of connecting with our colleagues, sharing the information and just amplifying it and getting it out to as many people as we advocacy, uh, advocacy <laughs> as we absolutely can is just another way of, of uh, implementing advocacy, which yep. I love doing. So... And I appreciate James improvising and adapting during a COVID environment for you all to yeah. keep this going. It was yes. it was amazing to see <laughs> what he had to do from a virtual space to really, you know, record on the phone, download it. It you know it <laughs> it, it, it was amazing behind the James scenes. James is laughing. Yeah, yeah, you all know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we don't have his that. technical expertise, yeah. but you. I mean, he really did make it seamless. There are mm-hmm. our, yeah. one of our last episodes. I think our our last episode that we released did feature James. So if you mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to listen to that, listen to that episode and learn more about the producer of behind the scene at NTSB. But um, James, you really did help to make it a seamless transition for us to really. Um, you know, I mean, you're most of the time you're taking three recordings from mm-hmm. us on our cell phones and, and turning them into into great podcast content. And um, I know I certainly couldn't do it. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been good. That's yeah. why he gets to wear the cushy headphones. <laughs> and he also has been with us for all 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. So thank you to James. We thank you at the end of every episode. But um, I definitely value and appreciate all the work that you do for us, not only with the podcast, but for with all of our advocacy products that we create with you. No, I'm excited. I was, I was, I couldn't believe it was 50 when you guys came to talk to me. Be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna do this 50th episode. And just want to talk about this. It's like 50. Yeah, We've already hit 50. <laughs> like, but you're right. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's a great milestone. I mean, a testament to the work that you you two are doing, and and uh, to the support that you have from Nicholas and from the other leadership at the agency. Yeah. I mean, it's this is this is. This is fun. I mean, this is a way to share what we have going on. And, and I hope that the listeners engage with us. And I know, 
you know, uh, it's more than just our, our friends and family that download it. So it does have, it does <laughs> Although have we some do good... appreciate all of them. Yes, yeah, we, do. we do appreciate all of them. And remember, download from every device because it all counts as a, as a download. <laughs> if you have uh, multiple iPads or Android devices, download like, it, you know, every single download one it everywhere. That works. And maybe listen to it online. There's some extra numbers too. Um, you know, it's all about the metrics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's it's our stakeholders and our partners because safety isn't something that we can do on our own. Right. And yeah. so this is one way to highlight some of the work that we're doing and hopefully they can take it. And, um, you know, we we appreciate all of the efforts that they do and that that they share our voice when it comes to it. And but our it's the reason we have such a well-respected voice is a testament to the the people um, that work at this agency that that have come before us as well and and kind of laid that groundwork for us and and so um, I appreciate it appreciative appreciative oh appreciative. Leah you got that over to me now now I can't talk I really like and um, uh, everything you know it's great it's it's a it's great to be able to share that message and um, and I'm just I'm just happy and excited that that you guys were so willing to take it on because it's not an easy thing to be like, I will be the host. I mean, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a little thing. It's like, Oh, I'm going to be in charge of this thing. I'm going to talk the whole time as I might have been doing on this episode. I don't know. James will run the actual minutes later and tell me, um, but you know, it's, it's hard to be the one that has to kind of put yourself as the brand and to go with it and, mm-hmm. um, and the energy and to find the, the guests. Cause you know, while you, you're the host and the executive producer and the talent scout and all of that. <laughs> and so it, it does, it does uh, add up a little bit, but I think it's worthwhile. And I think it's something Absolutely. that helps engage, uh, engage staff to, to keep them. And they're like, Oh, I got to do a podcast. Today. I mean, it's something <laughs> yeah. that not everyone gets to say. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have any, just thinking back on the, on the interviews that you, that you did, or are there any that stand out in particular that that you either learn something that you had no idea that the person, oh. you know, brought or, or anything that stands out. I can't remember what I had for breakfast today, which is why they're <laughs> downloaded it all on the <laughs> um, No, I, I just remember some of those early day ones, just, you know, trying to break down something like, I don't know how, how many of these we had, James, like we would just talk for like 15, 20 minutes and not really use any of that. Cause we were getting mm-hmm. people to relax and to like, mm-hmm. so there was a, there was a lot of energy that went into the pre-recording. Right. And then yeah. James and I would have make little eyes at each other like, we're really starting now. <laughs> and then we would keep going and then go from there. And he'd mark the time down so that we <laughs> and so like you know, we would we would kind of just have to again have people forget that the microphone so that was kind of fun too, because that was non-pressure. It didn't go to anything. It didn't get mm-hmm. recorded or anything, but, or, or go to the final recording, but, you know, just getting people to relax and have fun. Uh, I remember having a great conversation with, uh, Matonic. Mm-hmm. Like that was a fun one. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's Stephanie Matonic. Stephanie TDA Matonic. Sorry. For- yes. There's a lot of Stephanie's. There's a lot of Eric's at the agency. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of that. Um, but I remember rec- that one sticks out in my mind. Cause one of the pictures I think that James took, uh, there was a picture of me talking with someone else, I think on the podcast that was up on the wall. And then he took a picture that was like very meta when you saw it later. <laughs> um, but no. So, I mean, just, and sh- you know, just having a fun conversation with her cause we were across the hall from each other mm-hmm. at the time we shared the same parking space. So you had to have like a parking space buddy <laughs> and kind of had to organize that. So it's like, Oh, coming full circle here. Let's, let's get to yeah. talk to my parking space buddy. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah. So and I would no, say there's I, a level of vulnerability, right, in getting and I mean, just for as hosts, right? Because we are not subject matter experts in everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little intimidating when you see some people that you've really looked up to at the agency and then have to be like, I don't really know exactly what you do in all things, <laughs> yeah. but will you please indulge my convers you know, my questions and mm-hmm. and answer these, even if they seem silly to you, like, you know, and yeah. they've they've really been gracious. And yeah. and I'm thinking back to to you, like you said, you started and in less than a year we're like, hey, newest member of the team, can you <laughs> create the agency yeah. podcast and start, you know, reach out to people that you don't really know that. Yeah, that's that's a uh, lot of pressure. <laughs> it was fun. And I'm, you know, I don't mind asking silly questions and n- no offense, sorry, audience. I blame a lot of it on the audience. Like, oh, the audience may not know that. Can you please explain to me why there's a flange on Same. a train wheel? Same. <laughs> it's Same. a wheel, right? It's a train wheel. <laughs> There's a driver? <laughs> no, the audience doesn't know that. You should explain it to them. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, you get to you get to use the audience a lot. But no, it's there's you do have to put yourself out there a little bit and and uh, you know ask ask some of the silly questions because if you have it, someone else probably has it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting towards the end of our of our conversation today. I want to offer Nick any final thoughts before we close out. No, just thank you all. Appreciate the great work that you're going doing, and I'm looking forward to being around for the 100. Oh my podcast. god! <laughs> we're gonna have to have a cake. Definitely, for the we're gonna yeah, need definitely. A cake. And those mylar balloons. Yes. 100. Yes. <laughs> Eric, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm just really appreciative of all the people that that trusted, uh, a trusted the podcast and were willing right. to come on, but trusted us to help tell their story. You know. Mm-hmm. It, um, it, it was, it was fun. I really did enjoy those first 15 or 16 episodes and I enjoy all of the episodes, but you know, that was, it was fun and it was, it was, you know, frustrating sometimes to try to just explain how it works and what it is, but I knew it was going to get to a good place mm-hmm. and, and, uh, we did. And, and that just every, every little kind of frustration or setback helped you rethink something because someone has an idea or, you know, can you really do it? It's like, Oh, I hadn't really thought of that. So I wouldn't necessarily call them setbacks. I just help you kind of reevaluate what you're doing and and go forward. And, and so again, thanks to everyone that was kind of willing in those early days and and now still, and in the future for, you know, you know, taking the time to, to go a little bit out of your comfort zone Mm because this isn't for everybody. Um, But then I also want to, you know, thank SRC, uh, safety recommendations, communications, and specifically the advocacy team for keeping it going. Cause it was, um, you know, I was really excited for the new prospects and the things that I got to do and, uh, the change in the positions and stuff were, were amazing, but this was, you know, leaving the team, but also this was a fun project. Yeah. I mm-hmm. really did kind of enjoy yeah. this. And so it was, it was a hard thing to kind of leave behind, but I knew it was in good hands. And so, um, you know, to, to Stephanie and Leah and James, I knew that you guys were not going to let it sink. I, I had faith. I had faith in all of that, and um, so that made it easier to kind of leave behind because it did. It it was a lot of my first year here at the agency mm-hmm. was working to get this together, and mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it's just so much fun. So again, final thought was a little long, but uh, thanks to everyone, and thank you guys for for keeping it going and for making fifty. Yeah. 
Thanks, Eric. And again, it would only be, it's only fitting that we have you on for the 50th. So we really appreciate you coming back and chatting with us and bringing us up to speed on what you've been up to and sharing your reflections with us on the podcast. We are very grateful that you got it started and we are very thankful that we get to continue this work um, and share our message and what we do with the with the podcasting audience. So Stephanie, any final thoughts before we close out? Just thinking again, you know, James and and Eric and and Nick too, for the vision of really bringing this to the agency Mm -hmm. as a really amazing communication tool for us um, and being able to, like we said, tell the story of our people. But I think when we can tell the story of our people, then you see the passion behind the work that we do and the safety that we're really trying to advance. And Mm -hmm. um, it's been great to tell the NTSB story this way. Mm-hmm. It just adds an extra human element to, to what we do and because right. and we're all people here working. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us today. Thank you, James, again, 50, high five. <laughs> um, and we will talk to you all on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scene at NTSB. Subscribe to and like us on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And don't forget, you can always find us at ntsb.gov. Thank you and bye.